All right, so Mario and Luigi are the Cratchit brothers. I don't like it. They're co-leads. Could they be the Marley brothers, like in the um, the, oh, the Muppets one? It's such like an ancillary either. role, then who are we going to play as? Yoshi? <laughs> yeah, well, that's where we need to start, is who is Scrooge. It's definitely Wario, right? Uh, I was wondering if it was Wario or Bowser. Yeah, I feel like it should be Bowser uh, emotionally, but logistically it's probably Wario. Like, it makes, it makes more sense for it to be Wario based on who he is, but based yeah. on the Mario franchise, it makes more sense for it to be Bowser. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, because Bowser's a bigger character, but, like, I mean, if we are making the leap that Mario is... Uh, akin to a uh, Muppets or a Looney Tunes, then what it really should be is that the main character is the human guest star, <laughs> and the the Marias are all just like uh, every other character that they interact with. Okay, so Ebenezer Scrooge will be played by Michael Fassbender. No, in, wait. in full in full motion video in an otherwise normal. Is he Mario the player movie. character? No, he's the main bad guy. <laughs> Wait, this is wild. Hold on. So do you play as the ghosts? No, you play as Bob Cratchit. <sighs> is he the main he character? So little... he, he's just a morality tale for Scrooge. Yeah, he has so little to do in the story. <laughs> right, but Kermit is the main Muppet. Uh-huh. But he's also a sad sack like Luigi, which is why Luigi should be Cratchit. Uh, I think that if we're adapting that... this as a Mario game, we have to take some liberties, and that means that... I think that if we were brave, we would have Luigi as Cratchit and not have Mario in the thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not brave. I'm scared. I'm too scared to do that. What if Mario's the ghost of Christmas present who has so much fun? He seems oh, like I, Mario. So, all right, here we go. Wario is Scrooge. Waluigi is Marley. Yes, yes. this is good. Okay, good. Uh, so, Ghost of Christmas Past is Dry Bones. Uh, Rosalina. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like the description of the ghost. She's Ghost of Wait, Christmas Chris- Future, I think. Christmas Past is, has to be a waifish glowing child. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Baby Rosalina, Mario. Baby exactly Mario. Right, but close. It's no, Baby Mario. Mario. No, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. What a terrible idea. <laughs> why? Baby Mario's the pits. What if it's yeah. Baby Bowser, Bowser, and Dry Bowser as the three ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate that. You mean Bowser no, Jr.? Yeah, no, no Bowser I Jr. mean Baby Bowser from Yoshi's no. Island. No, He's no. the same Bowser thing, but Jr. he has two fangs Bowser instead of Jr. one. No, I want, I want it to be three, ba- three the same guy, Bowser. They are the same guy, that's what they don't tell you. Can Christmas Past be Toad? Why? What if Toad is Bob Cratchit? He's already little. No, Toad is Tiny Tim. But he's got that horrible voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I want. <laughs> you must repent! Yeah. <laughs> These are the images of what has been. That they are what they are is not my fault. Do not blame me. I love it. Uh, touch my hand and you'll be light as a feather. <laughs> <laughs> this is all good. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, Christmas past. Hmm. Baby Bowser. What I about just a, w- w- one of those star friends from Galaxy? Mm, maybe. Uh, What's wrong with Rosalina? Is she too old? Is this the idea? She's a full-grown woman. Yeah. 
I don't like. I don't like that. What if it's mm, one of those? But the character little, is kind of ageless. What if it's one of those little Yoshi larvas from Super Mario World that you have to feed them until they grow into a she? Ew. <laughs> what if it's both Mar- Baby Mario and Baby Luigi? Okay. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why though? They're they're babies. Yes. I'm not talking about it being a baby. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, it needs to be like an ethereal, creepy ghost child, right? Like, that's the whole thing of it? What about, um, the hat ghost from <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey? Cappy? Oh, could it be- Yeah. Could it be Teresa? Who's Teresa? Isn't that the ghost's name? Oh, In yeah. The Japan? Boo. Boo's don't seem very smart. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess it could be, like, King Boo. No, not King no, Boo. Should- it should be Teresa. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. That's just the name of Boo in Japan. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the best things about Mario is that they <laughs> the ghosts are just called Teresa in Japan for some reason. Uh, oh, it's a coincidence that it happens to be a human name. Uh, apparently, Tereru mean, is the word for to be shy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Teresa becomes the... Yeah, I guess like I'm okay pun. with that. Uh, I feel like Dry Bowser should be Christmas future, though. Wait, but, okay, yes. Bowser isn't, wait, we've, we've settled on Wario being Scrooge, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, then definitely yes. Dry Bowser, future, I'm on board. Alright, cool. <clears throat> so now we just need present. So he yeah. needs to be a real big fat party animal. Which is kind of Bowser, and that's the problem. Um. Yeah. Hmm. But he, he doesn't want anyone to have fun. Donkey Kong. Ghost of Christmas. He's always- Oh, yes! He's always throwing weddings, though, for Bowser. (laughs) Always. No, Donkey Kong. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Donkey Kong, yeah. Okay. I love the idea also because Donkey Kong can't talk. (laughs) Yeah. He's just going, just pointing at houses. Exactly. Looking through that window. Maybe he has Diddy Kong on his shoulder to translate for him. Diddy Kong doesn't talk either. He just makes chimp noises. He gets dialogue boxes in, um... Uh, uh, Donkey Kong 64, or whatever the fuck that game is called. Hmm. Donkey Kong Country, that's the one. Presumably, Donkey Kong is just a silent protagonist, because he's implied to speak. He buys things and talks to Cranky Kong. He only speaks to other Kongs. Okay, there's no other Kongs in this, and so he won't speak to... Here's a revolutionary idea. Does the Ghost of Christmas present need to speak at all? No. He just kind of shows things. He like, you pick it up real fast. He needs to point through a window and but, show people being depressed about Christmas. <laughs> but, hold on. Because uh-huh. the Ghost of Christmas present, in my experience of this story, is almost always the point at which Scrooge has the the emotional breakdown revelation that he's actually bad. Uh-huh. And I don't think you're gonna get him there if... <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas present can only point and grunt like a monkey. <laughs> I think uh, he can have it all on his own. He does a lot of uh, monologuing. He does a lot of introspection out loud. Now, in your mind when you're talking about this happening, are you picturing Wario doing it? <laughs> That's the problem. That's my sticking point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if we can only have We're one all- human, might I suggest, uh, using this CGI technology, which Jeff mentioned earlier, that we just have Bob Hoskins be the human. He's dead. He is dead. Of course! That's why I said CGI! <laughs> no, that's not what I said earlier. I said FMV. We're filming oh, no. a live human and inserting him into this Mario game. What about if we have it be um, Michael Caine? No. <laughs> that would confuse the shit out of people. 
Uh, see, I thought Bob Hoskins was going to be confusing, but also he's a good actor, so. Michael Caine as Wario, as Ebenezer Scrooge. I mean, now you're just talking about editing Muppet Christmas Carol to put a mustache <laughs> on, on Michael Caine. <laughs> Uh, I, I have good news, everyone. There was a Looney Tunes Christmas Carol. Of course, oh, there was. Everyone's gonna milk this cash cow. Who? Guess who was Scrooge? Thanks, buddy. Was it a human? No, it was. Everyone is. Everyone's Looney Tunes. Okay. Was it Yosemite Sam? Surprisingly, no. What? That was, was a good Daffy guess, Duck? though. You, uh, it was Daffy Duck. Yosemite Sam was the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, what a weird pull. What, wait. Because he has a red beard. Well, you know. Mustache. I know, but it should definitely have been Taz, right? Uh, well, Taz was the gross ghost of Christmas yet to come, which is weird. <laughs> Oh, man. I See, do like I guess that because he is a force of pure death. I guess there's, there's no skeletons problem. in the Looney Tunes canon, so... Yeah. Here's the problem with Looney Tunes Christmas Carol. For Muppets Christmas Carol and uh, Disney Christmas Carol, Mickey's Christmas Carol, you have a protagonist who is your everyman, a little bit of an underdog sometimes, and they're fundamentally supposed to be nice. Looney Tunes doesn't have that. Who's your crutchet? Uh, Porky Pig. Oh, God! He's nice. Yeah, he's Is nice. He? He's also very annoying, but I think that's part of it, because he's so nice. <clears throat> I mean, I, I always thought it. Bob Cratchit was pretty annoying. Yeah, well, yeah. He's he's too good. He's oh, like, can I have some good. more coal, please? I'm freezing to death. Like, shut up. Yeah. We get it. When his kids are like, when his kids are like, we're literally dying because you're not getting enough money for your labor. He's like, no, don't speak badly about Mr. Scrooge. Like, that's too good. That's too nice. Uh, Have we talked before about how much of a piece of shit Tiny Tim is? Yeah. Oh, I hope the people. I hope the people in church see me and they take comfort in knowing that at least they don't have broken legs that don't work. Like, fuck off. Yeah, that's fucking martyr. Yeah, that's that's one of those kids in like a uh, uh, angel complex about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I hope I can get shoes for my my mother so she can mm-hmm. dance with Jesus tonight. You fucking creep. Yep, yep. We've gotten off track. <laughs> can we can we talk about how definitely the kid in Christmas shoes didn't have a mother in the hospital and was just stealing shoes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a grift. Well, yeah, this is, this is covered in that was great. A grift. Uh, Patton Oswalt breakdown of the song, but yeah, his father is definitely running some kind of scam. Oh, right, yeah, he just throws him into the back of a pickup truck full of shoes. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) His dad is Joe DSW. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they get all the shoes, oh no, these shoes are Yeah, that's why they're so cheap. They have a tragic backstory. Yep. Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff the Expert Kowalski. I'm Louisa. Give it my best, Heron. That's not very good. Sorry. <laughs> what is that? You didn't even give it your best to come up with I know. a slogan. I started talking, and then I was like, uh-oh, this is going right downhill immediately. <laughs>
Yeah. There was, there was no time to change. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> this is Louisa apologizing profusely, Heron. <laughs> Let's uh, shut this down and try again next week. <laughs> yeah, podcast I mean, I over. I'm just going to edit in that first 12 minutes where we talk about a Mario Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> now I hope you don't put any of that in the show just to confuse people. Yeah, you'll have to imagine what it was like. I bet it's exactly what we talked about. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yes. Yeah. The reason it was so fun to talk about is because, obviously, everything we did was the most obvious thing without any, uh, you know, prevaricating. I don't know. Anyway. We didn't get to finish talking about Mario Cannon. Yes. Let's go back to Mario Cannon. Let's never talk about No, that's a terrible idea. So, is is Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, one of the main Mario games? I'm saying you can't have main Mario games, because as I said before, Super Mario Bros. 2 is so ridiculously different, because of course we know now it's intended to be a separate game, that there cannot be a canon. Didn't we... Okay, here's a question. Can it be a canonical Mario game if Mario isn't the playable character? Ooh, no. good question. Okay. Is Yoshi's Island Mario ca- is the character, or is it Yoshi? Oh, it's Yoshi. I'm Mario pretty sure it's baby. Yoshi, because when baby Mario falls off your back, you have to go get him as Yoshi. Yeah. The only reason yeah. I bring it up is because it is called Super Mario World 2. Exactly. So I think that it must be... I, I think that you have to include games where Mario isn't the playable character. The only ones I would want to include were the ones that were a numbered part of the of another like Mario series. I wouldn't want to count like Luigi's Man. What about Wario Land? Yeah, that's mm, the other yeah. question I had is Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Now, here's a question because then there was Wario Land 2, which was not a part of Super Mario Land. I don't think Wario Land 2, 3 and 4 should be considered, but I do think what if- the first one is up for debate. What if we entertain my running theory? that Wario is just Mario after he's drunk in the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde serum. Ooh, that makes the final boss battle in Super Mario Land 2 very confusing. Yeah, it takes place entirely within his mind. Ooh, it's a real fight club, a real fight club situation. Yeah. Think about it. In that game, you climb into the head of a giant clockwork Mario to fight Wario there. It's all a metaphor, man. Just like Mm -hmm. in Fight Club, the imaginary man is a weird libertarian. Mm -hmm. And that's why, at the end of it, you just see Mario slumped over in a chair with a bullet hole in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's very dark. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it ends! I like that Jeff's saying that it's weird that, uh, like, oh, it's funny to be a weird libertarian, but Wario is a weird libertarian. Yeah, no, that's, I was not making a joke, that was a genuine expression. That's the actual connective tissue between these two So I guess what I think is, maybe everyone's uh, alternate identity is a weird libertarian? Is that true? I think Do that other people we, have alternate identities we, here? We all have to confront the darkness inside us, which is the weird libertarian fighting to get out. Yeah. Okay. I like. I want to buy this self help book. <laughs> All right. How do I do it? Uh, it's like uh, like when people say, uh, "Kill the cop in your head, kill the weird mm. libertarian in your heart." Uh, okay. Mm-mm. This is good. I mean, this I definitely think is a good idea. You should write this book. I'm not joking. 
hey, I just asked Jeff how to do that, and that's a great transition into talking about our new format. Yeah. So I I think we should explain it and not just do it because I feel like it might be confusing for people. Fair. It's gonna be confusing so, for us most of all. Yes. So previous to this, every week we would pick a random wiki and talk about the subject of that. And that was a lot of fun for us and not for our listeners <laughs> because uh, it sort of gave us topics to talk about, but we ended up going down rabbit holes and getting very angry at a lot of uh, teenagers, which is not necessarily the goal of this show, although it's definitely going to continue being a part of the show. Uh, so we decided to switch over, and instead what we're going to do is every week we're going to go into the WikiHow suggested articles section, and there's a part that says, I want a topic suggestion, where you have to enter a word, and then it gives you a list of 20 articles that it thinks you could write based on that word. So we have a random word generator, we're going to put it in there, and then we're going to talk about the 20 articles that could be written, and give you, the listener, advice on how to do all of these things. So by listening to this show, you are improving yourself. Mm-hmm. And so are we, hopefully. Yes. So this, you do get a, uh, you, you could get your GSD from listening to this podcast, I'm going to say. That is a guarantee. <laughs> it's legally yep. binding. We what, is, what is stuff a GSD? At the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is a GSD? What is that? What is the thing? G. German G-E-D. Shepherd Dog. GED. I meant GED. <laughs> I Googled it. That's no, you, you will get a German Shepherd in the mail. <laughs> you have to send us a self addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> I'm just imagining, imagining, like, real dog, real dog heads out there referring to dogs by abbreviations. Like, oh yeah, this is my GSD. Well, you know they I, do. His there name's are Butch. Those- there are those weird, uh, like, black and white oval stickers that people put on the back of their cars that are like, mm-hmm. I love my, like, uh, GCD, and you're like, I wonder what that is, and you look it up and it's like Golden Cocker Doodle or something, and you're like, somebody bought this! <laughs> somebody yeah. s- either set out to buy this thing, or this was such a part of their personality that their probably grandchild bought it for them for Grandmother's Day or something, You know, right? those are called Euro stickers, because what they're actually supposed to be for is, as you're a European person driving around Europe, you're like, oh, I've never been to Belgium before, and now you have a Belgium sticker on your car. Uh, in America, they are just for when uh, something that you buy when you go to the beach. Yeah, exactly. People are very stupid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it was stupid in Europe, too. Sure, to but at fair. least you could be like, I've been to these countries. This is something we can talk about. Not like, here's a sticker that says, uh, I really love... I really love my dentist. Do you know how many fucking Euro stickers I've seen that have some number of letters, and then as you look closer, it, it's about their dentist? Jesus, that's so yeah. depressing. Yeah. Don't you already give your dentist enough money? Wait, do they sell those in the lobby of the dentist's <laughs> office? Uh, I hope that they give them away for free, but... Uh... <laughs> You're making me wonder if people are so excited about their dentist that they would buy one. The the alternative is equally crazy, which is that you got a free sticker and you're like, well, I can't just throw this away. Mm, if you have kids. I have to put it on my car forever. If you have kids and you're given a sticker for a car, those kids are going to insist that it goes on the car. Just give the sticker to the kids. They'll accidentally stick it to their hair and then problem solved. Yeah. That's just, a smart tell, thing just tell them no. No, nobody does that. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, no, no one who is the kind of person who cares about throwing away a sticker about their dentist is the kind of stern parent who would, uh, who would do that. Don't you two famously have a withholding parents? We have one withholding parent yeah. and one super holding parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really why we're bad. so You're... well balanced. <laughs> it really fucks you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have no middle ground. You're like all emotionally destroyed or very comforted. Yes, but yeah. often both at the same time. Yep. That's what's weird. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't think I've ever spoken about emotions with either of my parents who are inexplicably still married. I'll I'll tell you this, <laughs> Jeff. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I've been forced to, but I don't want to. Yep. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so that's how the new format is going to go. We will talk a little bit about <laughs> some, how to do some things and a lot about whatever the fuck we want, because you don't control us, listener. Yeah, okay? you're not our dad. You're not our dad. You can't <laughs> withhold emotions from us. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he even knows about podcasts, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're still going to keep doing the, the what we did this week, question mark. I guess we haven't talked about that part. Yeah, I can go either way with it, really. I never do anything, so I feel bad ever talking about anything, but we do uh, get some good conversations. I mean, most of the show is that these days, so yeah. if we lost it, we would have to pad out the other part a lot. And I like being able to talk about what's actually going on in my life. Yeah, fair. So so what is going on in your life, Matt, this week? Uh, okay, I'm gonna give you guys a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm-hmm. I, I do this on occasion. I've done two things this week that I could talk about. Number one is, I finished playing the uh, Saga collection on the Switch and have begun playing Romancing Saga 2, the Super Nintendo game, on my Switch. So there's that. We could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or we could talk about, I've also started watching on uh, Peacock, the NBC streaming service, a series called Escape to the Chateau about uh, a couple that buy a giant castle in France and are, like, rebuilding it from scratch. So, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alexa's gonna like chime that. in. <laughs> what, about, what did I say that made Siri think that was... Uh, use, use key on lock. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, so which one do you guys want to talk about? I want to hear about the castle, because we did talk a little bit about Saga last week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't okay. care about Saga. To me. Tell me about that castle show. Alright, so real quick, uh, just Saga is pretty good. It's very weird. It's a it's a weird empire-building game in on SNES, which I didn't think existed in those days, so it's worth trying out Strange. if you are interested in that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, okay, so Escape to the Chateau <clears throat> is a very... I'm really enjoying it. I think that everyone would either love it or hate it. I don't think there's a middle ground for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a couple in England who were looking to move to France, uh, and they had like you know 300,000 euros or whatever to spend on a house, which is a normal uh, a budget for buying a home. And so they were looking and they found a bunch of little cottages and stuff in France. And then they found out that there are tons of, this is apparently true, there are tons of old manor houses from like right before the french revolution that were built (laughs) and then like abandoned because they were too expensive to keep up and you can buy them for the price of a small two-bedroom cottage Mm -hmm. but they're full of haunted uh, revolution ghosts right probably uh and also like 
the one that they ended up buying, which is the premise of the whole show, uh, is hasn't been lived in since the fifties, uh, and is like a old, uh, dilapidated building that literally every room of it needed to be completely rebuilt. But it is literally a castle. Uh, <laughs> like the walls are made out of stone, and it has a moat. <laughs> Is that worth it, though? Because they must have spent so much more than uh, you would ever spend on a nice... Uh, smaller house, right? So, so the idea is the 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 man of this couple. Uh, not saying every couple has to have a man, but this couple does. The man of this couple is a retired army engineer. Uh, so he does legitimately have the knowledge necessary to rebuild the stuff himself. Uh, okay, I guess that uh, saves and, some money. And the woman of this couple is a wedding planner uh, who has the like, and also an interior decorator. Uh, mm. So she has the ability to do all the stuff he can't do. Mm. Okay. And they, they as they are rebuilding this house, they are putting all of the rebuilt rooms into play for her business as a wedding venue. Oh, okay. So gotcha. they are making money off of rebuilding this castle. Uh, and as you watch the show, they get more and more successful and more and more people want to go have their wedding in this big castle in the middle of France, which is really cool. Uh, and it's really amazing to watch. I mean, it sort of scratches my itch of wanting to watch shows where people uh, DIY repair stuff and come up with creative solutions to challenging problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also has that like interior decorating uh, HGTV sort of feel to it. Uh, and it's it's really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Okay, that does sound pretty good. I wonder if they're uh, completely sunk now that they can't have uh, weddings there. Apparently they're still going strong. I mean, the show, obviously it was a BBC show first and uh, USA just imported, I mean, not, not the channel USA, the country USA. Yeah, I got gotcha. <laughs> uh, Imported it. Um, so there's six seasons of it on Peacock right now. Uh, the most recent season, which is season seven, is still is filming now. Oh, weird. I don't know um, how I feel about that. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what restrictions they have in place in terms of mask wearing and stuff like that, but yeah, okay. they're they're still going. Uh, I think they're doing pretty okay. It, they every episode is sort of about. Uh, a new project that they have come up with in order to somehow make their house more profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really interesting. The first season is mostly uh, about this, like, very, like, upbeat man b- rebuilding things while trying not to freeze to death in the middle of the oh, night God. in the middle of nowhere in France. <laughs> but he's, like, whistling to himself while he's trying not to freeze to death. And it's very fun. Um, <laughs> But then the second season becomes much more about, like, actually running a wedding uh, venue. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, French Revolution ghosts are the scariest ones because they're all headless? That is pretty scary. Well, it depends on if they're revolutionaries or if they're nobles. Because here's the thing. Yeah. The noble ghosts are headless, but they are also, by definition, incapable of doing anything themselves. <laughs> okay, so it's good. Well, then the two categories of ghosts we have are, like, randomly wandering around uh, headless nobles and extremely angry warriors who died yes, exactly. in battle. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I I will take the revolutionary. I mean, I will take the uh, noble ghosts 
any day of the week because all they would do is like uh, yell at their servants to come and haunt you. <laughs> I feel like like we'd get they'd be like the crimson peak ghosts, just like really scary looking. Oh, you mean trying to help you not get murdered by your husband's sister? <laughs> I don't remember the plot of that movie. <laughs> It's more about uh, the feeling, because it's a very boring movie and I didn't pay attention to what was happening in the plot. Um, ye- I think that Crimson Peak is going to be one of those movies that ends up being a cult hit, and people are going to be like, why did it not get the critical acclaim it deserved when it first came out? I don't yeah. particularly care for it one way or the other, but it's one of Jen's favorite movies, and uh, she has shown me a lot of interesting stuff about the costume design and like the thoughtful way in which the movie was made. I mean, yeah. Guillermo del Toro is a good filmmaker, so... I think when movies like that first come out, people are like, well, this wasn't a very good horror movie, or it didn't have a good twist, or whatever. But as time goes by, like, the plot of a horror movie, or even, like, a romantic comedy a lot of of times, isn't as important as what might be uh, about the movie, the aesthetics, and everything else. So I think all those movies can come back into favor, because you don't really care about the plot after it's not a new movie anymore. Right. And I think there is something to be said for, to the to going back to the point that Jeff brought it up in, the ghosts are the good guys in that movie, which mm-hmm. is very rare and very good. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yep. Also, uh, Tom Hiddleston as a ghost bleeding smoke at the end is awesome. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all of this was spoilers. Yeah, you can't say movie. spoilers, Jeff, when you revealed the twist of the movie. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You said it! The ghosts are the good guys! Matt said that. I Uh, did say that part. I didn't remember that. You said the ghosts are trying to help save something. Matt also said said that! that Damn it! But you said there were ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Which is in the premise of the movie. (laughs) Is it? What's the premise of Crimson Peak? That's a good Uh, question. A house on a Crimson Peak full of ghosts. And I thought it now, was... now, now, is it important that the house doesn't show up until three quarters of the way through the movie? <laughs> Here's the thing. I remember very little about that movie because I didn't pay attention and it wasn't actually the type of movie that the trailer sold as. <laughs> the thing of it is, what it actually is, is a retelling of the story of Bluebeard, but with a couple of interesting twists along the way. But it's mainly just a fairy tale movie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of set up as though, like, I I feel like I remember, like, one trailer from way back, but wasn't it kind of set up like a young woman falls in love with a, a man who might be like a uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or like a Victor Frankenstein type of guy, and it's kind of implied that you don't know what's going on with him, and then all this other stuff happens? I think there's part of that. I think they were trying to make it, the, the trailers implied that it was like uh, a horror movie in the style of like a um, like a. I mean, all the other ones I can think of are modern, like Misery or like The Shining. Of like, mm-hmm. oh, you've trusted this person to go with them to their home, and now you can't really escape, mm-hmm. and they're gonna murder you, kind of thing. Which is not what the movie is at all. <laughs> yeah, I was imagining like a classic haunted house type story, but it's really mm-hmm. more of a gothic romance. Yeah, I mean, once it came out, a a lot of people talking about it were comparing it to The Fall of the House of Usher, which Mm. is 
part of it. Mm. I mean, it's if having seen it several times and having a wife who's seen it maybe 150 times, I think it's safe to say it is a uh, if you combined Bluebeard with Fall of the House of Usher, that would be the best way to describe this movie. Mm. So if you haven't seen it and you're not put off by the fact that I've spoiled all of the interesting parts of it, (laughs) you should watch it if that sounds good to you. It's one of the rare movies where you get to see Doug Jones and Javier Botet as a bunch of long monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Doug good. Jones as that dead mom ghost is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and Javier Botet plays the three ghosts that Doug Jones doesn't play. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, Guillermo del Toro great... loves that guy. Yep. It's a great... The the first... The, the red ghosts are a little too shiny for my taste. I don't like a shiny ghost. <laughs> I think like they're supposed to look the... like blood, right? Cobwebs no, and fuller's God, Jeff... <laughs> You need to either remember what this movie is about or stop boldly <laughs> stating things that are untrue about it. I asked a question. Okay, no, it's clay. The whole point of it is that everything is red because the house is built on red clay. That is that right. something we find out as a twist later after we initially see the scary ghost, or do we know that right away? Yeah, you know that right away. Tom Hiddleston comes to America because his house, his family is broke, and he's trying to sell a machine he invented to pull the red clay out from under his house so that he can get money to fix up the house so that he can restore his family's fortunes. And then, <laughs> That's like the most obvious metaphor in the entire world. <laughs> I kind of like how bold that is. <laughs> Yeah, Finally, that's. He I can mean, return to Asgard where his father will accept him again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say I like that, man. It's not yeah. like, putting up too much confusing stuff. It's just like here's a guy who's literally trying to undermine his whole existence. Yep. <laughs> like undermine <laughs> yeah. that he is mining exactly. under. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's pretty good. I like. <laughs> I will be honest. I don't love this movie, but I understand why people like it. I don't think that it's even... I don't think it's bad. It's just not necessarily for me. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway. Maybe I'll watch it someday and fast forward through the scary uh, parts. Guys, we are getting... There aren't any scary parts, really. Mm. I mean, there's a couple of gruesome parts, but yeah. I don't know. Yes. I'll fast forward I wouldn't those. say that there's... I mean, it depends on what you mean by scary. I guess there... I don't remember there being any things jumping out and being like, I'm a ghost! Uh, but I do think that there, if you are, like, scared by the general idea of it will be a two-day ride to see the next closest person, and you're in a house with your husband and his crazy sister, and one of them is trying to murder you, <laughs> then yes, that is the scary part. But well, that's we've, most- already, we've already had this conversation where nobody knows what anyone else finds scary, and every time I'm like, I don't think I want to watch this movie because it's scary, someone's yes. like... No, it's not scary at all. There's just a lot of psychological horror and tension, but it's not scary. I'm like, that is what scares me. <laughs> Nobody can determine this for anybody else is what I've learned. Guys, are I have scared? great news. <clears throat> okay. This year, we are getting, directed by Guillermo del Toro, on Netflix, a stop-motion animated Pinocchio that takes place in 1930s fascist Italy, uh, produced <laughs> oh, by the Henson no. Company. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It sounds great! (laughs) Will you watch it? Because I won't. (laughs) I will not watch it. Of course Here's the I thing. will watch it. Here's the thing <laughs> that I think you have forgotten. Every European director wants to make a version of Pinocchio, and there's never been a good one. You've done the thing again where you assume... Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is yeah. from Mexico. Toro is from Spain, which you thought before, but it's yes. not true. He's well, just anyway. obsessed with fascist Europe. Yeah, he really yeah. is. 
My point is, there's never been a good version of Pinocchio, because it's a bad story, and it's done badly. Agreed. Disney's, it's... Is, Disney's is pretty to look at, at least. It's yeah. not. Have you looked at it recently? <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Pinocchio falls into the same trap, I think, that uh, Alice in Wonderland does, where it's just extremely heavy-handed, like, political cartoon metaphors as a story. It's like, it's okay, not we even get that... it. <laughs> Pinocchio's like... nose is labeled oil barons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is the what is the name of the like Italian guy who owns the circus in the um Stromboli? Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> like that that might as well be a sash that says mayor. Yeah. A sash that says Italians. God. <laughs> but yeah. it's a book from Italy. Can it really be racist against Italians? Um, you can be racist against Italians, and then when you make Pinocchio, you did it. <laughs> I see. Mm. Uh, what were uh, we talking about before Crimson Peak? I literally don't even remember. Impossible uh, to know. Escape to the Chateau. It is oh, a TV yeah. series on P- Peacock. If you like that kind of thing, then maybe you'll like this kind of thing. Great. <laughs> I might. I might like it, actually, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think, Louisa, there's a decent chance that you will be extremely frustrated by the characters in which case you can stop watching it, but mm. uh, the the stuff that happens, I think you will like. You may find the the characters to be a little bit too uh, looking on the bright side of bad situations for your taste. <laughs> All right, well, I, we'll see. I I know you don't like it when people are cheerful in the face of very terrible things happening to them. Mm, I guess mostly I don't like it when it's hubris, like when they're on a cooking show and they're like, "Well, I completely burned this, but I can probably save it." You dummy! <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're still alive. Them and their kids are still alive, so they did something right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, uh, so Jeff, what did you do this week? God, I don't even know. Um, I've been, I bought a new um, rugged phone from uh, China, and I'm trying to install um, a better version of Android on it. It comes with Android 9, and it's a fairly well-optimized version, but I'm currently on Android 10 on my current phone, and I don't want to take that step backward. Why did you get a new phone? Um, my current one has a crack in it, and I've had it for like a year and a half, so the battery is finally starting to wear down, which... Which isn't a big deal because it's specifically a long battery phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new one I got has a battery that is like two and a half times larger than this one. Now, knowing you over the years and having conversations with you, I think battery life is your number one feature of a phone. And I don't really understand that when you're not someone who like goes out to hike in the wilderness for two weeks or whatever. Um, I just... I hate when I have a phone that dies halfway through the day, um, hmm. and I'm I'm always seeking that that high of a, a phone that lasts forever. Uh, no, I also I also wanted to get like the screen is cracked on my current phone, and it doesn't oh, sure. have it doesn't have NFC, so I can't do tap to pay. Uh, and on top of that, I want a phone that I could attach to the little phone holder on my scooter uh, and not have to worry if it falls off. Um, and this one is additional. Waterproof uh, up to 30 meters for. Th- mm-hmm. um, 
So, do you think that once the quarantine is over, we will all go through some kind of weird shock where we forget that our phone's batteries will die if we're out for too long? Yes, I do. I because won't. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Well, Jeff has future-proofed himself. Jeff's the person who's been hoarding food in his attic for his entire life, and then when the apocalypse hits, he's like, well, now who's stupid? I got all this yeah. food. But it's not even that. It's the apocalypse <laughs> hits, hits, and then when the apocalypse goes away again, he's like, well, I don't need to change my lifestyle at all. <laughs> I, I, It's not that I've been hoarding food in my attic, it's that I'll freeze leftovers and then forget that they're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you excavate them sometime in the future. Yeah, I still have some uh, roast pork in the freezer that I portioned out like a month or two ago. Now that, good. That, that roast pork is definitely freezer burned, and I feel yeah. like that does metaphorically trace back to your phone thing, because... <laughs> I do think that the phones that you buy are ridiculously comically huge. Yeah, yeah I sure. love a big phone. I like when the <laughs> when the Galaxy Note came out, I was like, "Oh my god, I need it. I need it so bad." And now all phones are as big as the Galaxy Note. Doesn't it bother you that I have big hands and I still have trouble sometimes getting my finger all the way across the screen when I'm operating it one-handed? Yeah. You know what Does they say I- about big phones? You need a big <laughs> hand for them. <laughs> Yeah, but I I have big hands and I still don't can't do it. Yeah, I fucking hate that nowadays if I'm brushing my teeth, I can't type something on my phone because I can't just hold it with one hand. I'll drop it right in the sink. I don't know if I get a pop this, socket but- on the back. No, never. Absolutely not. I don't know if iPhones do this, but something that Android phones do that I only learned about like a year ago is if you swipe diagonally up from a, one of the lower corners, it like creates a smaller version of the screen in just that corner <laughs> so that you can reach everything easier. That's uh, which is cool, but then you're like, well, why do I have this big screen then if I need to minimize it whenever I need to do anything? Yeah, my phone I don't offers think I have a, that. My phone offers a one-handed keyboard. Uh, you click the little button on the Google keyboard and it'll make it smaller so you can operate just one hand. Oh, that's Pretty useful. Good. Yeah. Mine does um, have do... really good uh, text-to-speech, but again, my, the example of brushing my teeth is because I can't be doing text-to-speech <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> just setting yeah. texts that sound like... I like those pop socket things that you can put on the back of your phone, but someone needs to make a very low profile version of that. Mm -hmm. Like that, that collapses all the way into your phone case so that it doesn't interfere with slipping it in and out of your pocket. Yeah. The reason why I always, part of the reason why I always get a wallet case for my phone is specifically because it makes it easier to hold with one hand. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Because I can, like, wrap my finger around the case as I, like, fold it back in on itself. And, you know, it just adds a, like, little grip. It sounds like you're describing doing some kind of magic ritual. (laughs) Well, everything I do on my phone is magic. If this was a passage from Harry Potter... Uh, I would not be surprised. Although it'd probably have to be more hateful towards disenfranchised groups. Am I right? Yeah, you got him. Hashtag commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just want a little phone that just like slides right into your pocket, real easy. That's all I want. Yeah. 
You should get be... that um that that new phone that is for like it's it's called like the minimalist phone. It's called Palm. No, is this one for old people that just has one yeah, button it's for definitely dialing nine one one. No, it's one of it's one of those uh, bougie phones for like uh, whatever the modern equivalent to yuppies is. No, uh, where they're like, oh yeah, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. Uh, Instagram so it, models. I guess is that the modern equivalent of yuppies. It's a little phone that runs Android and is just like it has a minimal interface so you can like text and listen to music and it's yeah. not really good for much else. See, you say I don't want to be on my phone all the time but I feel exactly the opposite to these people. I do want to be on my phone all the time so I need a better phone than that. Yeah, You gotta get the, whatever the small iPhone is. Yeah. The iPhone small. <laughs> I mean, that would be way better. That would be way easier. <laughs> Oh my god, wouldn't it be hilarious if they came out with a new iPhone that was the size of one of the old iPods before they discontinued those? It's like a little stick of gum in your hand. <laughs> like the iPod Nano? Yeah. <laughs> no, I want them to be like, uh, the Apple Watch becomes even smaller, and now the Apple Watch size and form factor is the iPhone small. Yeah, I was thinking I like about that. Like, they should make an Apple Watch that is just a phone, and you can, like, connect a, a headset to Bluetooth, and, like, you can use it to drive your iPad or whatever. Because, <laughs> like, the the actual hardware of a, f- a functional phone is not that big, and certainly not that battery-intensive. It's all the other shit on your phone that takes up everything. Yeah. Can can you put a SIM card in an Apple Watch already? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't know. Let's see. Can you put a SIM card in an Apple Watch? The Apple Watch does not have a SIM slot. It uses a digital eSIM, so you can activate cell service on an Apple Watch. Huh. The SIM cards are so frighteningly small. When I change the one for my phone, I'm like, every second of this, I'm having vivid (laughs) ideas of, like, dropping it down a drain or something. I'm nowhere near a drain, but, like, it goes through the boards of the (laughs) floor. Yeah, no, it it bounces, like, slides under the door. You breathe in too hard and you inhale it into your lungs. (laughs) And now you are the computer that wore tennis shoes. I've become a computer woman like uh, in Superman 2. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wait, was that Superman 3? I always forget. It doesn't matter. It was was terrifying. Speaking of horror movies. Yeah, you have to go kill Richard Pryor now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's Superman 3. Uh, The app 4? The absolute craziest thing about SIM cards is it's the same SIM card as always. They've just been cutting more and more off of it. Yeah. They, like uh, if you bought an if you buy an old SIM card that doesn't fit your new phone, you can just cut the so- the edges off and it'll fit and work. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, there's they sell I don't know if they do it in the United States, but when we um my company purchased new like turn by turn direction machines for our uh, drivers and they have SIM cards in them and we wanted to use the same SIM cards from our old ones to our new ones and they were the wrong size and th- so you can buy for like 16 dollars a sim card cutter where you just put it in the thing and then you press down and it just chops off all the parts you don't need and it cuts it to exactly the right size yeah all of my all of my uh sim cards for my bring your own phone like prepaid service have like come as the full size with punch outs for each smaller size like Mm -hmm. depend so you can have whatever size you need for the phone you need yep very fun uh louisa what'd you do this week uh, this week, I played a lot of Dragon Quest Eleven, which we talked about me trying, and I did try it, and it's very good. Yeah. Um, it does have a corny story, like always, but I, I'm kind of enjoying it, because there's a lot of like, oh, you're about to get caught, oh, you got away, this is so exciting, you're in a new city now. 
And, yeah. Uh, yeah, all now, the good feels. I'm going to ask a question that is in no way a spoiler, but <laughs> I need to know where how far you are so that I don't spoil other things in this discussion. Uh-huh. Have you gotten to the world tree yet? No. Okay. But uh, I know that's coming because it's always floating in the sky. <laughs> you can always yes. see it. I mean, that's your explicit goal from right. pretty much the first moment of the game. Right, right, right. It's kind of spoiled in the uh, opening credits that you get yes. to the world tree. Yes. It's spoiled in the Super Smash Brothers DLC because you play <laughs> on the world tree. <laughs> um, so... Right now I'm in what? Zwords Roost. Uh, I just Ugh. came from Puerto Valor. Yeah, I know that you got to the part where there's that like extremely gay-coded uh, marionette jester man. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that was back in Gallipolis, right? Is that yeah. what it was called? Just it's got a name like it's... or whatever. It's got a name yeah. like it's Greek, but then it's clearly meant to be that weird Persian fantasy world that JRPGs like sometimes. Turkey? Yeah. It's hard to say. Like, it has a Greek <laughs> name, and it's like a mashup of everything Middle Eastern and Indian and anything. I know that all of the characters from that area in Dragon Quest games have Cockney accents. Does that help? <laughs> Man, I ju- I love the. There's like I don't I don't know what it is, but watching the opening in that game, like before you press a button to go to the start screen, just hearing the theme song build yeah. up and it, it fly around, and then like the title shows up. Bum, 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 it's so good. Bum, I'm just like yes. Oh, I'm transported <laughs> so back to my childhood, and yeah, I didn't exactly. even play that many of them. <laughs> Well, for Matt and I, that was our first video game that we ever had, Dragon Warrior, as it was called at the time. Yeah. And yeah, they keep a lot of the uh, little tiny sound effects for things from all the way back to that game, so it's really nice to hear all those again. Yep. Yeah. The spell casting sound is the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, yep. they, they do like. an amazing job of updating without changing the feel of a lot of things, mm-hmm. which is very good. It does suffer a little bit from the Monster Quest thing of, like, there have been so many games along the way, and each game added new stuff without getting rid of any of the old stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, when you play this game, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had a magic forge that I could use to make my own equipment equipment that's maybe as good or better than the equipment I bought in the town I just was in, no. but I don't know if I have the the stuff to make the things or the recipe to do the things. Yeah. Also, have I been collecting these metals, and if so, why? Yes! <laughs> I looked now, that up online, because that's a through line for the whole series. I totally yeah. forgot about it. So once I was ten medals in, they're usually in a, a treasure chest that's in a hard-to-find place, so like you know they're special. It doesn't yeah. tell you in the game what the medals are for anywhere, but they Although, are Although, once you, you haven't gotten to the medals part yet? I have, yes. Oh, you have. Yeah, once you get to that medals part, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's so crazy. Yep. Uh, anyway. Matt, I do have to ask, what series did you mean to refer to when you said Monster Quest? Oh, did I say Monster Quest? I meant Monster Hunter. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I, w- I was worried that you were, based on like what you your then subsequent complaint that you were talking about Pokemon, and I was like, oh no, is Matt having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> no, I confused Dragon Quest and Monster Hunter. No, Monster Hunter is notorious for adding mechanics without explaining what they are, and now the new games are unplayable because you're like, I don't understand is, do I need to use this lure to get a monster? Because it seems like there's plenty of monsters. Oh, Matt, the old game 
games were unplayable too. Yeah, probably. Monster Hunter sucks. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dragon Quest is pretty good. Uh, like I said, yeah. just the things you want from a JRPG where you're like, I'm going to help solve the problem in this town, and then I'm going to go to a quest to the other town to get some kind of uh, MacGuffin that's important, and like that's all there is to the game, and I love that. I like that in the early part of the game, and probably still later on, I I just, I haven't played much past the World Tree part, so, like, that's why I asked if you'd gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is that there's a lot of plot elements that are mysteries to you, and they still remain mysteries for a long time, like those mm-hmm. little see-through ghosts that just show up sometimes. Yes, I was annoyed because you meet them, and you actually get to talk to them at one point, and then I thought, okay, great, now all the ones that I saw before and didn't know what to do, I could talk to them now. No, you still can't. Yeah, and it implies that they show up in places where there's something important for you to do, but that's mm-hmm. not always true. Yeah, sometimes they're just walking through the middle of a field and you're like, there is nothing here. There can yeah. be nothing around here. <laughs> but I still think that they might be important at some point in the story. Yeah, I hope so. That would be nice. Well, they're probably going to show up to um, point at your grave and make you regret hating Christmas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely that. <laughs> or to warn you not to be bound by the chains you forged in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's that stuff. I like the fact that the game, this is a very minor spoiler for the very beginning of this game. If you haven't played it and you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. Yeah. But I like how the game starts with it, like, the usual, like, oh, you're the chosen one stuff. And then immediately it's like, actually, everyone hates you and you're being hunted as, like, a witch. I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah I, like I love that twist so much. I was like, oh my god. Yes, obviously you wouldn't want the chosen one to show up because that's when the <laughs> dragon beast shows up too. <laughs> well, and it's and it's such a like a governmental propagandizing thing that the king could be like, actually, I don't want to be usurped by this more powerful destined ruler, so I'm going to make it that he's the bad guy and yeah. like rewrite the legends to make it that he's the one that's actually bad. Like I love that I love that in that moment you're not sure if the king is evil and he Mm. wants to kill you because he knows you're the hero, the destined hero, or if he also believes perfectly reasonably that it's bad if the hero shows up because that means the big enemy's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get little hints over time about what's really going on, which I'm still picking up on. And I don't even think that you ever really know. Yeah. I don't think that they ever make it perfectly clear which one it is, and, like, as you play through the game, you encounter people who are bad guys, and some of them explicitly are one side or the other. Like, the fact that the people you're fighting against aren't all unified in their worldview is so different and interesting and good. Yeah, Yeah, give us a Zelda game where Princess Zelda meets a boy in a green hat and just stabs him through the heart. Like, (laughs) ah, I I see what you're trying to do here. (laughs) Come back as the fabled hero. I think not. <laughs> Wait, why would Zelda not want that? <laughs> because that means Ganon's showing up yeah, if the hero is showing up. Well, that's some cargo culture craziness, though. Like, Link shows up because Ganon is coming back, not the other way around. Mm, but it's yeah. interesting, because what if it did happen the other way around? You didn't know yeah. Ganon was back, but here's Link. That's a bad sign. <laughs> Yeah, throw him in jail. <laughs> they should do. They should do a game, a Zelda game, where everyone rotates one to the left, and Zelda is actually Ganon, and Ganon <laughs> is actually Link. I want to see one where Zelda gets all three pieces of the Triforce. 
That'd be yeah. Weird. Have we ever has they has anyone ever gotten all three pieces of the Triforce in the games? I guess at the end of one and two, right? To me, the Triforce is just a metaphor for the uh, resurrection uh, curse, but of Christ. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I. It is seen as an object in a link to the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true. I just watched. They were doing a games done quick uh, marathon this past week. I just one of the things that they did was a speed run of uh, Legend of Zelda The Wand of Gamelon, the CDI (laughs) game. Uh, And I watched that speed run and I don't think I've ever watched all of the cutscenes from that game before, but it is insane. Yeah. (laughs) It is terrifying. (laughs) And Impa, I think that that game might be the one that added the character of Impa, which is crazy. It's um, like um, fucking Boba Fett first showing up in the uh, Star Wars <laughs> holiday special. Yeah, it is like that. <laughs> um, but Impa keeps on showing up and like looking into the Triforce of Wisdom to see where Ganon is, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not how that works, I don't think. Yeah, they were just given the license, right? They had no idea about the lore when they made that game. I guess. Nintendo but... didn't have any idea about the lore when they made that game. It was like <laughs> 1993. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, something about uh, in Dragon Quest, uh, there's all these different kingdoms with these different rulers that mm-hmm. are now not trusting each other. And how amazing would that be to add to something like Breath of the Wild, where all the different mm-hmm. kingdoms are like, yeah, we're all happy. We love uh, Hyrule. They're the boss. What if they weren't? They didn't feel that way. Yeah, I think that you could do. I mean, not to make this about my thing, but one thing that I thought ha- that I've been enjoying about playing Romancing Saga 2 is the fact that. Oh, uh, here we go again! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it, like, it just sort of examines all the things that are glossed over by RPGs, usually, mm-hmm. where it's like, you're the king of this kingdom. You can't just leave to go on a quest to find a magic sword. Like, <laughs> there's a guy here who's starving to death and he needs your help with, like, repelling goblins from his farm or whatever. Like, you're in charge of the military. You can't just go. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a surprising thing to find on an, an SNES game. Yeah, um, you have to wait for a boy with special colored hair to go get that sword for you. No, you are the boy with special colored hair. <laughs> are there the not any other do. main characters? Oh no, everyone else is brunettes. <laughs> You can't find anyone to do quests for you because everyone is a brunette with a nondescript face. I mean, that's kind of what happens, yes. Like, the part of the game that is crazy is that there isn't a main character. Like, if you die, instead of it being game over, you then choose someone in your kingdom to be your heir. Oh, and wow. then they just keep going. And, like, the kingdom just keeps going. It's got a real Watchdog Legions vibe to it. Play as anybody. Yeah, but made 45 years before Watchdog Legion. <sighs> Alright, is it okay. time to figure yeah, so, out how this new format works? Here's how. Here's what happened. Uh, I went to the WikiHow Create a Page page, <laughs> and then I went to a random word generator, and generated a random word, and put it into the topic suggestion. The random word was lost. I put a link in the uh, chat, which I think will take you to the page I'm looking at. Yeah. Yes. And so, 
there are a list of, uh, uh, maybe it's more like 30, suggested articles with the word lost in the title. So, let's go through these and talk about how to do these things. Yeah, some of these are going to be real easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I could take the first one, download Lost. Uh, mm-hmm. Just go to Pirate Bay and type in Lost full, full DVD set. There <laughs> full you go. episodes. Download Lost. <laughs> full <Yeah>. DVD set. <laughs> yeah, you want the DVD rips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Download uh, Lost Episodes is the second one, and that is a little harder because there are always, those episodes are lost for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's forbidden. true. It's forbidden knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, I've been doing a lot of downloading Lost Episodes recently of British TV shows that never properly came to the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that, all I did was I went to the Reddit boards for those shows that I liked and wait and like searched for somebody who had posted download links. So <laughs> Yeah, Reddit I, is a good... Reddit is a good website we've discovered since we stopped talking about it on this show. <laughs> I mean, some boards are good. Like, if you go to uh, reddit.com slash r slash not a panel show, you can get a hell of a lot of downloads of British comedy shows that never made it to the United States. That's, That's how good. I got all the seasons of Taskmaster that didn't come to the U.S., I find that it's helpful now that I have an air fryer. I get, I'm looking at a lot of Reddit links because I just want to know, like, how how do you cook broccoli in an air fryer? And it's always people on Reddit who are like, hey, how do you do this? And then somebody's like, well, I did this, and it worked pretty good. It's crazy that sites that do cooking, like recipe sites, like all recipes and stuff like that, have yep. not yet figured out how to do air fryer. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you had this experience of burning your Brussels sprouts in your air fryer. A couple of days before that, I burned the shit out of some broccoli in my air fryer, following a recipe exactly. Yeah, I, the recipe I followed was from the New York Times cooking section, which is so yeah. exclusive you you can only see like one recipe a month without a membership, and I looked at this recipe and I was like, well I could definitely trust this. No. You were like, well I can't I can't put this back now, I used my one for the month. <laughs> exactly. I, I uh, owe it to the New York Times to eat this. <laughs> Louisa and I, we both you, you have the Instant Pot brand air fryer, right? Yes, it's just a lid which fits over yes. the uh, yes. Uh, but Matt, you have a standalone one. It's true. I have a what we call a free from coals because they fucked up <laughs> version yeah. of an air fryer. Uh, I think that the Instant Pot one uh, is like the direct heat is more. Hmm. Uh, because, like, the burner is right there. It's There's not very much separation from it to the food. I think so, here's where we know. need to start. If your Instant Pot has a burner in it, you have some kind of knockoff. Uh, <laughs> is this no. a gas-powered? No, shut up. Um, <laughs> mine, has, mine has clearly a coil, just like an electric yeah. stove yeah, coil. Yeah, that's exactly. a heating element. That's not a burner. Fuck. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, when we had an electric stove when I was a kid, we called that the burner because it's the same thing. But I like how much more I like how much more aggressive this new format is. (laughs) Matt, tell us how you would empty a colostomy bag. That's the next result on here. Well, okay. First off, I think you need to disconnect it from whatever tube feeds it. Yeah, can you just throw them away at that point? Yeah, I thought colostomy bags were disposable. Are they not? I don't know. Oh, we're get we're out of our depth already on the third okay. question. Well, no, listen, Louisa. This isn't asking are colostomy bags disposable. It's saying how do I empty a colostomy bag? So okay. regardless of whether they're disposable or not, you need to empty this colostomy bag. And I would probably do it I assume that the opening into the bag is 
um, a nozzle for the like tube. A, a one-way sort of situation <laughs> that you can't empty it from that same hole. Here's huh. what I okay. This okay. is not comparable at all. But here's what I did with my leaf vacuum. <laughs> you so it okay. A lot. <laughs> So the, my leaf vacuum had a like a, a like a sackcloth uh, bag uh-huh. that when you suck up the the leaves they get mulched up and then they go into this bag. Right. And it was very annoying because that bag was small and so I could only do like a four square foot area of the lawn before I'd have to empty the bag. So what I did was I cut the bag, the, the like, the nozzle that attached it to my leaf vacuum off, and then attached a piece of, uh, like, ventilation hosing, like, for a dryer or something. Uh-huh. And then I just put the end of that hose into a garbage can. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, maybe you could empty your colostomy bag by cutting off the connector from the the port to your body uh-huh. and then attaching that to a hose and then just putting that in the toilet. <laughs> would that work? Uh, I mean, sure. Probably it would work. <laughs> I have an answer to this question. How to empty a colostomy very mm-hmm. carefully. Ah, yeah. shut up. <laughs> we cannot... Okay. We have to all agree right now that's the only time we will make that joke in this new format. <laughs> no. We should I each don't get agree. one. Jeff's already burned his. One yeah, per Jeff. episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's <laughs> gonna get so boring. Okay. Uh, how to find a lost bird? Uh, get real good at bird calls. Do you, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, she's got it. Do all birds have a call that you could do that would make them come towards you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes, and Jeff agrees. Is that the so, like I'm a horny bird call? Is that what it is? Like, yeah, hey, no, come get say, it, big boy. Hi, I'm a sexy ladybird, and I have way. a pie on my window. What if so your bird is a ladybird? <laughs> uh, what if the then, bird you lost is a ladybird, you guys? Everyone knows all birds are bisexual. <laughs> mm. I mean, everybody's everything's bisexual, right? Yes. If you think Especially birds. How to find a lost loved one. That's sad. Yeah. Um, if they don't come back to you, maybe they weren't a loved one after all. There you go. Yeah, I kind of feel like the answer to this might be don't. I guess it depends on if they chose to be lost from you yeah. or if they are, like, lost accidentally. <laughs> if they're a child, <laughs> that's a far sadder situation. <laughs> yes. First, you're going to set up a Ouija board on a stable mm-hmm. table, like your dining room table, uh, mm. light some candles around it, gather other people who also loved this lost loved one. Mm-hmm. You all hold hands and you start chanting things out of the satanic vibe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that'll let you figure out if they're dead or alive, because if they're dead, they will definitely communicate with you through the Ouija board. If oh, they're alive, sure. if they're alive, then I think you should probably stop believing in QAnon, and then they'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah, delete your Facebook account after apologizing for posting a bunch of stuff about uh, 5G causing COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, pretty good. Okay, how to find a lost ring. Um, I think you have to chase down Frodo Baggins and try to strangle him in his sleep. Yeah, did you someone sh- already throw him to Mount Doom? You might want to check Mount Doom first. Mm-hmm. Did you check in the couch? Mm. Mm, also good. You hear all these things about people losing their like wedding rings down a sink drain or something? Yeah. How is your ring how is your ring sizing? <laughs> yeah. Good question. They're taking they're taking off the ring to wash dishes. And then, okay, then throwing it somewhere into the sink. safe. Yeah. 
Don't put it in the sink. Don't be like, "Mm, I don't want this ring to fall down my drain. I'll put it safely in the sink, but not in the drain, and then I'm sure everything will work out. (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, (laughs) How could this have happened? I can't believe this happened. (laughs) Yep. Uh, yeah, there's no such thing as a lost ring. How about that? Ooh, every yeah. ring is every ring is just waiting to be found. Yeah, the true rings were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> now, this yep. next one is troubling to me. Okay. Yeah, to me also. I, I also don't feel qualified to answer it because I don't have the relevant <laughs> body part. Okay. Uh, but it is yep. how to find it is uh, how to find a lost tampon. Okay, yes. this is actually very easy because if you go to eBay, you can find the NBC uh, lost branded tampons <laughs> with Sawyer's face on them. That's especially that's especially weird because Lost is on ABC. Shit, I just I I knew it was one of those three, and I just pulled at random. <laughs> But for Very some good. reason, NBC produced the tampon <laughs> Now, Matt, I would be incredibly disappointed if there were lost branded tampons that had Sawyer's face on them and were not Dharma Initiative branded tampons, oh, because that's... that's the tie-in. I mean, that would be a good tie-in, but I think that more people wanted to put Sawyer in their vagina. Am I right, you guys? Boo! Getting your <laughs> monthly visit from the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, oh, I, I want to do some, some real talk for teens for a second here. There's no such thing as a lost tampon, because, as we all know, if you put something in your butt, it might disappear, and then you have to go to the hospital and make up some lie about how the toy got up your butt. <laughs> I fell down on this tampon. I but, fell down on this vodka-soaked tampon. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, female reproductive system, I don't want to say female, the, uh, uterus-based reproductive system, uh, is a closed system. You are not going to lose a tampon. You're just going to relax, and you're going to be able to get it out. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll fall out on its own. (laughs) Don't listen to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Just do some Kegel exercises. You'll be good. Strengthen your pelvic floor, then you can just, like, blast it out of you. (laughs) And then you'll be, you'll be, you'll have a secret weapon in nerf fights for the rest of your life. Oh god, okay. Yeah. I'm imagining it, the like this happening in like an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> <laughs> someone kegels yeah. a gun and shoots someone right out of their crotch. Oh Fuck. god. Okay. <laughs> How to find a long lost family member. I feel like we've covered this pretty yeah, well. Tw- it's I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. We got a good system now. Yep. Okay. Uh, how to find long lost relatives? We've definitely done that. Uh, weirdly, that one is ancestry. Mm, it's <laughs> different. Twenty three and me is for family members. Ancestry is for relatives. I think. I think to find long lost relatives, what you need to do is finally confront that bastard, your grandfather, at Christmas, and be like, "Tell me what you did with your extra family, you old asshole." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, you need to hire a Terminator to look through the phone book and call everyone with your last name. And then Why do they have to be a Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> because when I was imagining someone looking up everyone with the same name in the phone book, the obvious big cultural connection there is the fact that the Terminator used the phone book to go kill every Sarah Connor in so 1984 Los not, Angeles. not Marty McFly looking up where to find his family in uh, Back in the Future. <laughs> That's not I, the touchstone. I have not seen Back to the Future as many times as I've seen Terminator, Damn it. I don't think. I also want to point out that he uses the phone book to find Doc Brown, not his family. Damn he it, you're right. his family lives. Shit. <laughs> you're right, he does. Damn. 
Damn it! Oh, Christ. All right, how to find lost items, and then the next three of these are specific lost items. Yeah, what are those things called where you got, like, a crystal on a string and it tells you where to find things? Dowsing? I want to say a dowsing dowsing? rod, but there's a different name when it's a crystal on a string. Yeah. Anyway, get one of those. I'm sure that'll help. It can't hurt. Yeah, it can't hurt. And crystals are so nice to have in your home. It's true. Do you guys ever think about the fact that, like, there are all these weird, like, hippy-dippy people who believe that crystals resonate with the cosmos and give you, like, the power to heal your cancer or whatever? But then, crystals legitimately do power all radio-based communication? Yeah, they do resonate with a certain frequency, actually, is the problem. Yeah, and (laughs) resonating with the frequency of the cosmos explicitly does allow them to work as radios. (laughs) Yeah, everything that's fake is also true in some small way, which is why people love it. Yeah, Yeah. from a certain point of view, he was telling Yeah. Yeah. And that crystal uh, radiated with the force, so you'd use it in your lightsaber. Do you think it's incredibly unpleasant for our listeners that we are, like, trying to speed run this list? (laughs) Mm, I don't care. Yeah, they don't know how many there are, is the thing. So they're I know, not but I feel like that might are. stress me out if I was listening, like, okay, and then you find this thing, but yeah, done. Okay, and then if you lose, blah, 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 <laughs> done. Okay. We'll find out when Louisa listens to this later this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll have some feedback. <laughs> Uh, The next thing is find lost keys. I feel like that's pretty easy. If you can remember back to when you last unlocked a door with them, like, they've got to be right around there, right? They're in in your other pants. They're still in the door, because you got distracted. The problem is always when you put them in your pocket, and then you change your pants, and you're like, what pants was I wearing last time I went to the mailbox? Mm. Here's the thing. You always put them in your purse. They're always in your purse. Here's what you should do. Get a pitch pipe. They're only like $10, and then if you lose the key, you just play that note again, and it'll bring you right back to it. Pretty good. What? (laughs) Jeff doesn't like it. (laughs) Jeff doesn't- Jeff is playing the character of not listening to what other people have said. No, I heard what you said, I just do not understand any of it. (laughs) How to find lost luggage. Um, I guess it depends on if you lost it or if the airline lost it. Yeah, the airline definitely lost it. You're not gonna lose a three by four foot by two foot case in your own home. (laughs) So the airline lost it. Your own clothes. (laughs) Yeah. With your name on it. This one I genuinely have advice on because uh, I've flown so much in my life, which is. Forget uh, about it. Move on. Start a new life in your new city. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you check luggage, they give you a little slip with a barcode on it. Keep that slip until you get your luggage back. Just put it somewhere, put it the same place every time you fly. I always put it in my back right pants pocket so that I uh, remember where it is. (laughs) Then, when you get to where you're going, if the luggage is lost, give that barcode to the lost luggage office. They'll scan it, and they'll tell you where your uh, bag was last seen. And then at that point, you go to your hotel or go home or wherever you're going, uh, and then they will deliver it to you as soon as they find the bag. It sucks, but that's what you do. All right. That's actually good advice for one, for one of these. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to avoid this situation entirely and only carry on. I mean, that's what a lot of people do, but you can't, like, you can't bring a big bottle of shampoo if you only carry on. Yeah, I hate that. Because there's always something. I don't have hair, so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's always something you want to bring back, souvenirs, or, like, maybe you want to have, I don't know, you want to buy a really nice kitchen knife you saw? Well, you're not carrying that on. Yep, true. Okay. Uh, How to find lost mail. Uh, yeah, call the know. post office and say, please, please, I need that mail so much. My family, <laughs> my family needs it. Just send me any mail. 
I'm so lonely. Please, do you have any mail? <laughs> Send me all the the letters that we're gonna go to Santa Claus. I actually, I had this. I had to find some lost mail last week. Okay. Uh, because I got a package marked as delivered, and it was my new phone, mm-hmm. and it was not delivered. Uh, okay. And then I remembered that I had to email the company to change the address on it because I typed it wrong. Oh, no. And they didn't change the address. So I just had to go across the street and talk to my neighbor that they actually delivered the phone. Oh, to. God. That's terrible. The worst consequence that's wor- I can imagine. That's worse than just burning the whole uh, cost of the phone and getting a new phone <laughs> to me. Yeah. No, it was fine. I just had to ring the doorbell mm-hmm. a lot because she very clearly did not trust trust some like random uh I mean I I caught an intimidating figure if you are uh old and living in 2021 yeah. uh because I am a bald white man. Yeah, you have that full chest eagle tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's but holding... it's Sa- but it's Sam the Eagle and he's holding a machine gun. <laughs> and Jeff's <laughs> beard covers the head, so you can't tell it's Sam the Eagle. <laughs> It just looks like a a blue (laughs) anthropomorphic bird holding a machine gun with my head. And Jeff walks around the streets at night without a shirt on, so... (laughs) Yep. And he clinks beer bottles together and says warriors come out to play. Just Mm -hmm. to see if anyone does come out. Yeah. As part of my ancient Buddhist practice, I have a tattoo of a manji on my chest. (laughs) I don't know what a manji is. Is that one of those... It's the Japanese word for the Buddhist style swastika. Okay, I thought it was one of those uh, stuffed animals you could get in the 80s that would turn inside out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know you're talking about popples, but I think you're thinking of the word manchichi. Manchichi, that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) What's manchichi? They're, uh, like, Hummel figurine style monkeys. Like, they're supposed to be, like, super cute monkeys. Yeah, I don't like them either. (laughs) Oh man, was this the first Japanese toy craze? (laughs) Maybe. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. What about okay. Sylvanian families? Mm, that was from, like, the 70s, I think. 60s? How to find lost passwords. Uh, don't bother. Reset your password. Write down your new password. Boom. Yep. Yeah, yeah I reset my pa- There are some things that I reset my password for literally every time I log into them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for instance, I have an HSA, which is, uh, like, a health savings account that you can put money into tax-free from your paycheck yeah. to pay for any medical expenses because our medical se- uh, system sucks in America. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I log into it once a year to make sure that it's, uh, that everything's still okay. And so I always forget the password. So every time I log in, I have to reset that password. Yep. I love the accounts where I can't remember the password and then I go to reset it. And the password I reset it to, it's like, this doesn't follow the rules. And then I try another one. And it's like, you've already used that password. And then yeah. I'm like, ah, that's the current password. And then I could go log in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do hate it when I try all of my go-to passwords, and then it, all of them are like, this was used in your last six passwords. I'm like, fuck, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I can't remember it now is because I already used up all the ones I normally use. Yes, that happens to me all the time. Ugh. If if you just type the most obvious word for the person's computer you're trying to hack into, then that'll probably be the password. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I usually just type in the first word my eyes fall on because I've watched a lot of action. Yeah, if it's John Travolta's uh, computer, it's probably Swordfish. Because he's or got that big, he's got that big stuffed Swordfish on the wall. Yep. <laughs> yep. In his man cave. Was he in the movie Swordfish? Yes. Who? Yeah, okay, fine. thank God. He's the bad guy, oh, and Hugh God. Jackman is the good guy. I think. 
Somebody definitely types the word swordfish into a computer in that movie. I haven't seen it, and I'm certain of that. Why is that movie remembered? Because Halle Berry's topless in it. Is that why? Like, that's the only other thing I know about that movie, is that Halle Berry's topless. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the least erotic, it's like, is this what you want, you fuckers? Because she's, like, outside sunning herself, and Hugh Jackman's like, excuse me, man. And she's like, what do you want? And she pulls down her, like, magazine, and she's topless. Like, that's it. Oh, there are definitely, uh, like, less erotic, like, modern indie movie where, like, oh, the big character is, uh, going insane, and so she's fully nude in a way that's very upsetting <laughs> yeah. to the audience. When you said you modern, audience. But between Louisa, you describing her pulling down the magazine, and Jeff, <laughs> you talking about a modern indie movie, I thought of that scene from Indiana Jones where she writes, like, love you on her eyelids or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> She's what just got swordfish. Swordfish is written on her boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a shorter movie. Okay. How to find lost people. We already covered this, I think. Yeah. Get a trace on all their credit card accounts or whatever. Yeah. Just go ask, are you Sarah Connor and shoot her? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was she lost? <laughs> Was that the problem with her? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Everyone's lost to someone, if you think about it. Put that it. on a t-shirt. Let's sell that. It makes yeah. the Terminator really sweet if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Terminator 2, he is looking for her to help her. Oh, she doesn't know that. She's so scared. Some of the, the like, only good acting out of that lady is in that movie. <laughs> she's great in those movies. Well, I didn't see the first one, but she's great in two. She's fine in the first one. She's great in the second one. Yeah. She's not very good in the new one that she's in, although I did like that movie overall. Uh, Wonder Woman? No. Terminator <laughs> Dark Fate, the new one. She's in Wonder Woman, right? No. Yeah, I think so. Isn't she the mother? I think she's one of the Amazons. Yeah. Is she? I don't think so. I think that's I, true. I was so... I don't know why, but every time I watch Wonder Woman, I forget that Robin Wright Penn is the... Or, no, sorry. She's just Robin Wright now. Yeah. I forget that Robin Wright is, like, the main, like, badass warrior that trains Wonder Woman at the beginning, and I'm like, holy shit, is that Robin Wright? <laughs> every time. <laughs> She got real ripped in her uh, later years. Yeah, she's fucking diesel. (laughs) She's terrifying in those movies. Uh, I think the only thing I know Robin Wright from is Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. And The Princess Princess Bride. Bride. Uh, I haven't seen that since I was a child. Mm. What? You should revisit it. Yes, you should. Absolutely you should. Every time someone insists I should, I'm less likely to. (sighs) I just think... It's wild. It's so rare that there's a movie that everyone agrees is good. Mm-hmm. And Princess Bride is one of them. Yep. I've I loved it as a kid. Never... I love it now. It completely holds yeah. up. I've never heard anyone say that they don't like Princess Bride. I don't like it. Boo! You've not seen it since you were a kid. You just said that. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I hate it. You can't. You can't. You're not allowed to hate it. You have to watch it again before you can hate it. Um, Linda uh, Hamilton was not in Wonder Woman. Oh, damn! Okay. She should have been, because she's also a very powerful... Was she in... Oh, shit. She was in woman. something, yeah, where she's like an Amazon figure. I feel like I remember that. It might have been some TV thing that nobody cares about, but yeah. she was something. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. How to fix a lost voice. Um, you're gonna go... Yeah, I know what that means. You're gonna go to Ursula, and Ursula's gonna have a shell mm-hmm. with your voice in it, and it's gonna be hard yep. to get it back, is the problem. That's the hard part. Finding it, easy. Getting it back, yeah. difficult. Yeah, uh, uh, stab Ursula through the stomach with a ship. Oh, there you go. Easy. Yeah. Oh. It but was easy, also, after all. 
easier than I thought it would be. But also, uh, juice a lemon and mix the juice of a lemon with like a half a cup of boiling water. An and eye then, of Newt. Throw that then, into Ursula's eyes <laughs> to distract her. <laughs> yes. And then drink it as soon as it's cool enough for you to drink it, and uh, that mm-hmm. should help with your last one. Yeah, Matt, I don't think it's ever going to be cool to drink hot honey water. It's pretty I good. I didn't even say the word honey. I said lemon, Jeff. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I don't know if you guys remember, but one of the reasons we chose this premise is because we thought we could actually give people a lot of good advice. Oh, shit. And to immediately <laughs> Wait, really? just go straight oh, no. to making a joke, even on the ones we know how to help. Well, we did I mean, both. it's fine to make jokes. Yeah, make jokes as well, but don't undermine me being like, and this is what you should actually do. These, but, next, these next two are challenging to me. I don't think they are. I How mean, to if, get a lost social security card? Well, your social security card, which is given to you by the government, it says on it you yep. cannot ever laminate it or like protect it in any way. It's flimsy cardboard, which means mm-hmm. all you have to do is write to them and they will send you a new one. But it doesn't Could say you- how to replace a lost social security card. Here's what you do. You get a piece of poster board at Target. Mm-hmm. You cut it into uh, as many pieces of like, you know, four by three card as you can, and then just write your social security number on each of them. Bam. You've got an infinite number of social security cards. Now, Matt, you just said that we were supposed to be giving real advice, and then you said that thing that you said? Yeah, that's real advice. That's as good as a as an actual social security card if it's got your yeah. real number on it. It is. Exactly. Mine mine is actually so old that it has uh the numbers written on it with a typewriter and hey, yep. you can probably get a typewriter somewhere, right? Yep. Done. Um, anyway, I, I didn't say didn't we have to, to only give you would real have a advice. social security card. What? What? I don't know who has social security cards, I guess. Everyone does. It's got your number on it. Everyone who's eligible for social security. Sometimes uh, government and business things require a picture of it. No, I I know, uh, I guess, um, just like, I didn't think that social security extended to, like, permanent residents and stuff. Oh, okay. No, it's what you need to, like, get a job if you're eligible to work, so they do need to give you Oh, one. okay, so you get it, like, also, you need as to get long as you're eligible to, to work, job. you can get one? Uh, I think, I don't know what the details are, but yeah, you can't do government stuff without one, so you do get one. Yeah. Interesting. And, and you need to get a haircut to get a job, you hippie. Yeah, yeah. Jeff! Uh, I have my social security card in my wallet, which I know is the worst idea in the history of time, but I haven't lost it yet. Same for me. I keep mine in a... I'm not telling you where you keep I almost told you, and then I said no. I don't want you to steal my identity anymore. We're going to have to do a heist. Yeah, we will. Swordfish is Matt's password. How to get a lost W-2. That's easy. You just contact your employers because it's their job to care about that for you. Yeah, they keep a copy of it. But also, get, switch over to getting a digital W-2, you goof. Yeah. Then you get yeah. a, then you got a digital copy. Yeah. Come on, you friggin' sick freak. <laughs> ah, come on, you goofball. What you doing? Come on, you, you chucklehead. Dumb bastard. Yep. Come on, <laughs> you, right. well. you lazy muggins. <laughs> Stupid prick. Let's stop. Let's stop doing that. Whatever we're doing. I think we've slipped away from helping people at this point. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, uh, how to obtain a lost birth certificate. Are we oh, doing fuck. all these? The trouble with these, uh, we could do these three all together. Obtain a lost birth certificate, obtain a lost title, or replace a lost title. Those really terrify me, because the people who you need to help you don't have to care about you for those ones. Like W-2, the business does have to give that to you. If you yeah. need to replace your birth certificate, the government might just not give a shit about you and make that yeah. incredibly difficult. For um, titles, there's a form you fill out at the DMV to get a replacement title. Okay. That's not hard to do. My um, my dad was adopted, and getting his original birth certificate was, like, a years-long process. Fuck. Uh, because I guess it's, like, a privacy thing where they don't want you to be able to find uh, the birth parents. Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure that my birth certificate is in the extremely floodable basement of Louise's house, and that's probably not great, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not great. Also, my birth certificate, I used it to uh, get my driver's license the first time, and my birth certificate is in English and in Welsh, because I was born in Wales, and they did not like that. They did not think that that was real. <laughs> what is this, a Star Wars birth certificate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, of the languages, Welsh looks the fakest. <laughs> <laughs> Even though all the letters are the same. Uh, but yeah, that-, that makes it look faker because it's just like five W's in a row. You're like, what are you, friggin' Chewbacca's sister? What's happening? Why does this say you're a vavitch? What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, what was great about it, though, was then that gave me a chance as a teen to learn that documentation is fake. Yep. yep. Because yeah, that was a fake. real thing, and the people in the government who were supposed to understand and accept that were like, I don't know, and I was like, no, it's real. And then they said, okay, I guess. <laughs> and that's wow. how birth certificates work. <laughs> I currently have my birth certificate because I meant to go get my um, passport uh, in the before times, and I just, you know, never got around to it. And then the <laughs> world collapsed into madness. Yeah. Yep. I should get my British passport again. I, I had one and I haven't had one in a long oh, time. That thing's useless now. <laughs> yeah. They don't is want it? the British to go anywhere anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, after all this is over. No, I mean, like, you can't go to Europe anymore with it. Yeah. Brexit well, no, and stuff. It's true. I mean, yeah. I could apply for Irish citizenship. Yeah. That's true. Everyone can, we'll... basically. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> can apply for Irish citizenship. They really yeah. open that up. <laughs> Do you think we're ever going to get a united Ireland, and would that even be desirable? No. I don't know. Does no- don't... Northern Ireland doesn't want to be separate from the UK, do they? Um, Probably not, because of uh, the years of privilege and English ties, really. Hmm. Scotland does, though. Scotland extremely wants to be uh, separate from the UK. Yeah. Yes, but I don't think Scotland fully understands the repercussions thereof. Because Scotland doesn't have the resources to put up, like, border security with England. Yeah, but they overwhelmingly voted Remain in Brexit, and they always, 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 like, everyone, every district or whatever in Scotland votes for a different political party than the rest of the UK. It's crazy. Yes, and they've had votes to secede from the UK, like, eight times, and they it always passes, but then they don't do it. Yeah, that's complicated. Luckily, a of all the things in the world to worry about, I don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> it's true. In fact, no one really does. No one yeah, cares. No, that nobody's much. fighting for Welsh freedom. <laughs> well, no, Wales will never be independent. For th- as yeah. soon as Wales was conquered by the UK, they were like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't have uh, to do dis- this anymore. Disagree. But also, it's too tied up now. You're right about that. Yeah, part. they f- they filmed Doctor Who there. It's like fully British. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that the Welsh people have either the will or the capability to govern themselves. Mm, I don't like Welsh. the direction this is going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that they have slightly smaller brains in Wales, and so they can't govern themselves. <laughs> Fuck! So I'm going to cut that out of context and have Jeff cancelled everywhere online. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to get cancelled for being a racist against the Welsh. Okay. <laughs> and then cut that part out and put that up with the hubris of Jeff when it actually happens. Make that your ringtone. <laughs> Uh, the okay. next one is Restore Lost Data, which I think you guys might know something about. I usually just try to see if there's a way that I didn't actually delete something, and that's usually good enough for me, but... Control-Z. It depends on how it's lost, really. Yeah. I mean, are we talking about stuff that you, like, put in your recycle bin and then hit enter empty recycle bin? Because you probably could. I mean, there's, yeah, like, hard there's hard drive sector scanners that will, like, piece together lost data. Basically, what you should probably do is, like, Google... <laughs> how to recover lost data yeah, and then just get an open source program that will scan the sectors of your hard drive to find yeah, you, pieces of stuff. From you're it. not going to get on WikiHow. You have to go directly to the yeah. source by which I mean ask Jeeves. Yeah. There's all kinds of undelete software and I'm pretty sure the way deleting works is it basically removes the operating system's like reference to that sector as being reserved for whatever program, but it doesn't overwrite it until like it needs later. The space. So if, yeah, uh, if you just deleted it like yesterday, there's software that can look and be like, ah, yes, this was just deleted and this program is still there. Uh, but if there's something that you super super want to delete, you can uh, get software that will specifically del- like overwrite the sectors with zeros. Yeah. Mm. Also, if you have something that you accidentally deleted and it's big and you need to recover it and you don't want to lose it, but you also can't just stop using your computer, uh, disconnect that hard drive from your computer. And then mm. if you access it as an external drive instead of as a SATA like networked drive, um, then you can explore it without it being something that the system writes to. <laughs> All right. Pretty good. That was good advice. Wow, we yeah. did it. Finally. Yay. Okay. Uh let's let's knock out these last eight. Yeah. yeah two <laughs> of them are the so same. Many. Track lost mobile. Uh yep. first of all, uh we don't call it mobile in the United States, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh you just go to the find my phone on iTunes or the Google one. Yeah, exactly. Now could and it if- be could it mean I lost the uh, ornament that dangles over my baby's crib and turns around? Mm. Trace lost mobile. Yeah, it's mobile. probably it's probably on the floor because the string probably snapped. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, true. Did you check under the baby's blanket? Yeah. Yeah, you probably have a box in your attic uh, labeled uh, like Dylan's baby things. It's probably in there. Yeah. Oh, why don't you just push the button on your utility belt? That'll find your lost mobile. I don't know what that's a reference to. <laughs> you lost your lost. Batmobile. Oh, okay. I got you. I don't like it, but I do get it. Has he ever? I mean, I'm assuming that not all of our super our uh, listeners are bat themed superheroes, so they might have like a a dog mobile. (laughs) Is that like dog man? (laughs) (laughs) Or woman? Yep. They can't fight crime today because they're busy eating garbage out of a garbage can. 
Oh yeah, Ugh. okay, yeah. I love they have to have the characteristic of the animal. Yeah. Because yeah. Batman hangs upside down and eats the blood from cow's ankles, right? Yeah, yes, no, he, does. he does those things. Batman also is extremely rich, just like bats are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tracking lost mail we've covered. Yeah. I'm we pretty did. sure we did. Watching Lost we covered. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Uh, there's watching two, Lost there, on ABC. Yeah, there's two that's here. harder. Watch Lost yeah. and watch Lost on ABC, and as Jeff just interrupted me trying to set this up. Yeah, you can't watch Lost on ABC anymore. Sorry. That one is hold on. Gone. Hold on. We are gonna we are not going to embrace the no attitude on here. <laughs> Here's what you do to watch Lost on ABC. Uh-huh. You get you and everyone you know to begin a letter writing campaign to the heads of ABC Ooh. and say, bring back Lost. You get everyone, you start calling people twenty four hours a day, send I don't know, packets of sugar to ABC <laughs> saying <laughs> to to tell them to bring back Lost. And I bet you that they will cave to pressure eventually. Yeah, even though all the actors say they're done with it and they're moving on with new projects, we will not take mm-hmm. no for an answer. Even if it's just reruns of Lost, just bring it back, however it is. Just I'm yeah. currently looking up to see if Lost is rerunning on ABC. Okay. I don't think it is, though. How to write a Lost blog is a good question, because... Mm. <sighs> Why would like anyone a, do that a blog now? For the show Lost, or yeah, maybe write thinking. a blog, write maybe a blog f- that you then lose access to. Okay, now <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah, here's a great piece of advice that is actually the most helpful thing I'm going to say, which is: here's how you write a Lost blog. Write it from the point of view of the characters of Lost. Dun dun dun! I would read that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. How about Miles? We stopped caring about him and he can see ghosts. Can we get some follow up on Miles, please? Yeah. Whatever happened to Lost. um Sorry. Whatever happened to that kid uh that uh the guy from Oz, his kid that went off on that raft. Walt. Whatever happened to that kid? His name was Walt, as you'll remember from Walt. uh Harold Perrineau screaming Walt constantly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, write a write a blog from the point of view of Walt. Yeah. All right, we're at the we're at the uh, the home stretch here. Yep. Replace a lost high school diploma. I this is something I have a nightmare about uh, often that like my high school diploma is invalidated for some reason, and so I have to go redo some high school classes. Yep. Oh, uh, everyone way- should wait. Wait, hold on. Everyone needs to know that Jeff falls asleep every night watching Mister Deeds. <laughs> Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy shit. Madison. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. Yeah, I, I call this my Billy Madison nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason, the way I snap myself out of it is I go, wait a second, I already have a degree from Rutgers. I don't like, even if my high school diploma is invalid, I already did the one thing I needed to do with it. Uh, so if you already have a degree, you don't need to replace your lost high school diploma because it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, so for those of us who don't have a degree, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Call your high about school. It. Yeah, call your high school, probably. I also think it doesn't matter. If anyone's like, uh, you need to have your high school diploma for this, and you say, I can't get it, what do I do now? I feel like they'd be like, it's fine, <laughs> don't worry about if it. If you're over the age of 25, they are not going to care. Yeah. I genuinely believe that if you need a high school diploma, like, if, if a job that you're applying for requires a high school diploma, they will be like, do you have a high school diploma? And you say yes, and that's <laughs> the end of the discussion. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, okay, and the last one, how to find lost bonds. That's so sweet and, like, philosophical. Can we yeah. ever really find lost bonds? Are they yeah. in your rich grandfather's basement in a, like, fancy steamer trunk? Probably. Here, here's what I think you should do. Just forget about those bonds. You don't need them. 
We can only truly find lost bonds in our memory. Mm. Oh, so like go to a hypnotist and have them hypnotize you to remember where you last saw them? Yeah, they were in your mind palace this whole time. Ooh, this is good. I like this avenue. (laughs) Do we want to do any jokes about it being like James Bond and maybe Q could help you find them? Oh. Mm. Is there there like... The plural here implies that there's like a basement at MI6. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, all the special agents, all the double O's, they're all named Bond. They didn't tell you that, but it's true. That would explain why they keep changing. Yep. So is there, like, a a Back to the Future situation where they started filming a Bond movie with one actor, realized he sucked, and switched to Pierce Brosnan or whatever? But kept the footage of both of them in the movie, is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying, is there a lost Bond? Mm. Probably. And what's weird is it's Roger Moore. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> they uh, just didn't realize until three or four movies in. Yeah, and then they're like, oops, uh, what- this is a mistake. This is a classic movie blunder that we filmed three movies with this Bond when he wasn't the right guy. <laughs> uh, I, it's I in think the goose the- section of IMDb. <laughs> In the James Bond 50th anniversary special, they revealed that John Hurt was actually James Bond between Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, you uh, thought he was 007, but he's been 008 this whole time. Yep. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> um, James Bond's the same thing as Doctor Who, right? Sure. Has anyone gone to the IMDb pages for all the James Bonds and updated the goof section to be like, James Bond was played by a different actor than he was in the original? <laughs> I hope so. Is there a <laughs> to, secret James Bond? To Jeff's point, I think uh, James Bond is just what if Doctor Who killed people with a gun, and then mm. <laughs> that's all James Bond is. The unhinged Doctor Who. <laughs> I feel like we're starting to get into, if we uh, do an episode about Doctor Who, how to Doctor Who. <laughs> Uh, you yell a lot, probably. You wave your arms around. That's something they do. Yeah. I just type Doctor Who into the topic suggestions bar because it's two words. We'll never do it on this show. Uh, and the first one is how to defeat Dr. Eggman in Sonic 3. So. <laughs> That's uh, something we can give actionable advice on. Dr. Ju- Eggman? You, is that anyone? Huh? You jump at him. Yeah. You run real fast, is what you do. <laughs> you have to jump, though. That is key. If you just run real fast, you will die. Oh, man. Yep. So complicated. Uh, that's the problem with Sonic the Hedgehog, as I've said many times, is that his thing is running real fast, but he can't solve any problems by running real fast. Oh, I mean, damn. I guess that's sort of a metaphor for of the us? human experience. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, I found some it. lost bonds. Oh, good. How much are they worth uh, now? Uh, no, I mean Bond movies. <laughs> Damn it. Um, How much are they worth wanna... now? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Probably nothing. They planned third and fourth uh, Timothy Dalton movies that went unproduced. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, John Landis was going to make The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, is, he Nicholas... the guy from, is he the guy from uh, Sequest DSV? <laughs> I don't no. know. I don't get that joke. Yeah, it's Jonathan Brandis is the joke. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis okay, was cool. the guy from DSV, but I think he committed suicide, so maybe I shouldn't make jokes about that. Yeah, anyway. well, yeah John sure Landis did. murdered some children, so oh, we shouldn't Jesus. make jokes about him either. Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone's uh, bad, is what we've learned. Wait, wait, hold on, Matt, did you not know about John Landis's murder that he got away with? I don't know who John Landis is! He directed is... Blues Brothers and American Werewolf in London and the ill-fated uh, segment of Twilight Zone that resulted in the death of three actors. Okay, I've never seen any of those. 
Oh my god. <laughs> he's, he's famous bad person Max Landis's father. Okay. See, I was on board with John Landis. I don't know who Max Landis is. I've heard the name, but, you know. He made Bright, that uh, Will Smith ogre movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still talking? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, there right. was an unproduced Casino Royale stage. For fuck's play. sake, Jeff, no <laughs> one cares about any of this. You have to stop. <laughs> a good cap to it go ahead all right thanks everyone for listening we hope you liked our new format please give us some feedback um like we are genuinely trying to make this a good show uh it may not seem like it but we are though we're trying our hardest please we lost our mail please listen to our show i feel like the word trying is a strong word we're not trying to make it a bad show yeah, we're blameless, essentially. Yeah, so. Yeah, we've never done anything wrong in our sweet little lives. We're a bunch of cherubic angels. Yeah, so so blast your, uh... Ew, your fe- what? Blast your feedback right into our ear holes. Oh my god. <laughs> really destroy our innocence with your feedback. Oh, um, feed, feed us, feed us your, uh, berries of feedback. Like, we are so yeah. many, uh, Yoshi larvas. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah. Get, grasp those plump no. berries of feedback with your sweet pink fingers and dip them into our moist mouths. Alright, you said it was time to stop the show, it is time to stop the show. <laughs> I don't even know why we're doing this. <laughs> oh god, okay. It just became trying to describe feedback in the most disgusting way possible for some reason. Um, so, so some great ways to give us feedback would be, uh, rating and From reviewing us. Oh, come on, Jeff. <laughs> um, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, especially if you want to give us a five star feedback, that'd be great. Yay! Uh, or, or on your podcast catcher of choice. I use, uh, Pocket Cast. That's another place you can review things. Uh, obviously subscribe if you didn't already. Um, and, uh, if you want to give us more direct feedback, you can do it on Twitter. We're on there at HackTheNetPod or on Mastodon. I'm on there at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK. JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. And I'm on Mastodon at... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, that was a bad time to... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no, they got Louisa. <coughs> <laughs> You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to coming along with us on this experiment. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying it and keep on listening. But in the meantime, uh, just remember, this is how we do it. So we beat on boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. Do your job! <laughs>